Tonight, I'm joined by Matty G, regular guest, D Mac, first time on the show. I was on his show, I want to say last week. I don't know. I lose track of time. It's school holidays. We're going to talk about uh, some news, the trade that went down earlier today, some hypothetical trades. This is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. I think you've become bad. Almost as if something is moving below us. Act a little peculiar and you're an outsider. Perhaps you've always been bad. Uh-huh. We are programmed to bring you a live broadcast on the West of Funk, but now resurrected lost hearts. Don't you feel it? Brego. Welcome to the Balls Deep Podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Adam King here, your host, at AdamKing91 on Twitter. Uh, this is our regular Thursday show. Normally, we don't do this live. We're doing it live tonight. Just thought we'd change it up a little bit. Uh, I've got Matty G. I've got DMAC, NBA Fantasy Bible, Insight Fantasy Sports, uh, three Aussies. Now, we've we've got our... Now, DMAC. Do you call anyone from Western Australia from – I'm just checking. <laughs> Time zones. Committed to the cause, even with a COVID uh, test, sitting at home, positive, he has his alcoholic beverage with him. So we're representing – I have I have fat pixie tonight. Uh, DMAC has a, a Little Creatures, which is, for anyone not from Australia, it is a, a Western Australian uh, local brew. Uh, they make a lot of very nice beers. Uh, and Matty G's on his rosé. Um, As we'll always. see how he how that yeah we'll see how that turns out. It's been sitting in the cupboard for a while, so uh, yeah, look, he's going strong on that. Uh, now, boys, good to have you here. Um, as I said, we're we're live. Something a little bit different. Um, obviously, probably not a lot of Americans up at the moment, so we're probably getting some Europeans and some Australians. Uh, but it'll be recorded, of course. Uh, now, I need to share my screen here so that. Uh, we can have a look at my slides. Here we go. All right. Now, we're going to touch on the trade first. So this went down. I jumped on. Uh, I was on the Roto World show this morning, 6.30 a.m. my time. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> rolled out of bed at about quarter past six straight into the show and, and woke up to the news that the trade that we had heard the previous day that had been rumoured the Pascal Siakam trade had gone through. Um, basically went to script in terms of what we had heard was going to happen uh, is what happens. Pascal Siakam to the Pacers, Bruce Brown to the Raptors with some first-round picks, probably not high first-round picks, probably looking in the 20s. Uh, they're probably the key pieces. There were a few other little pieces that were involved in the trade, but... Um, I guess we'll start with the Pacers side. So having a look at Pascal Siakam and, and um, Maddie, I'll start with you. What are you thinking in terms of fantasy value for him with the move? Does he does he get a bump? Does he take a hit? Um, yeah, how do we how do we view this? I don't know how much of a hit he takes. I think he needs to. It's hard to say because obviously he's got one of the best playmakers in the NBA setting him up consistently now. So Tyrese Halliburton, obviously, just one like just statistically as well, profiles as an incredible playmaker. He's not around right now. I am con- I'm not concerned about the fit next to Miles Turner because Miles Turner is another stretch player or a stretch big, if you will. So look, I like it. I don't see him losing much of his of his early season like range for him. I think it's a good fit and I think he'll be a winner. But the thing is he's going to be more engaged because I don't think it's any secret. Mm. Mac that he was unhappy in Toronto, Kingy, you know, he was unhappy there. So if you're happy going to your job, you're probably going to do better at your job. So I think it's, I think we can see him where he's been maybe the last month and, and very similar average is probably just a slight drop, maybe increase efficiency is how I see it play out. Play out. Yeah. And look, as you said, he'll be happy. I think we've, we're seeing that with OG Ananobi at the moment as well. He yeah. wasn't happy and, and he's looked better, more engaged, especially on the defensive end in New York. Um, playing ridiculous minutes. I think he played like 43 minutes or something today. So Tom yeah. Thibodeau in full effect there. Um, uh, D-Mac, do you agree with that? Um, any any different thoughts on, on what Siakam might be able to do rest of season? Yeah, I definitely agree with Matty there. I actually do think that um, his value will increase just next to Halliburton, who 
I don't know if you saw the news as well. He's questionable for tomorrow, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really insane. short, insane. I, I have him in one of my important leagues, and I sort of hope that he doesn't come back that early from, you know, I know it's a grade one strain, but it's just too early. But yeah. oh, positive news. Uh, positive news anyway. But Pascal Siakam next to him, I think it's going to be huge for Pascal. And he's been disappointing this season. And I think not having Fred Van Vliet uh, playing next to him and having Dennis Schroeder, who's an inferior point guard to Freddie, but then coming back and having Halliburton next year, I think that's going to be great for Pascal Siakam's uh, value. Moving I, think forward. The, I think the three of us could play, be, play better basketball if we had Tyrese Halliburton on the same basketball court. I think so. He makes everyone better. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree. I think he, he probably gets a bump here. I think the, just the pace, the way they play, defense isn't high on their list of priorities, so he can just focus on playing offense. He's moving from, from a team where he's had to share the ball a little bit with like with you, Gary Trent and um, Ananobi, who was there, uh, Scotty Barnes. The Pacers don't really have any high-volume uh, high usage guys, uh, even Halliburton, who is probably, if you had to look at all of them, he's the highest in terms of um, uh, usage, but he's more than happy to go for 18 points. He'd rather yep. be setting his teammates up. So, yeah, I, I think it's a really good move for Siakam here. Um, flipping over to to the Raptors side and, and looking at Bruce Brown, are we thinking the same for him? Um, Dan, I'll start with you. Do you, do you think he's... He gets a bump or, or does he take a hit here moving to sort of a crowded sort of situation in Toronto? Yeah, I've seen both point of views uh, in the last, or since the trade's gone down, but I actually think he he increases in value. I think his minutes will increase. There are a lot of guys at the paces that similar style or similar position as him. I think that he's going to start and he's going to play big minutes. Obviously, he was looking really nice when Halliburton was out just from the last two games, um, so increased usage as well. So I could see that translating across nicely. Um yeah, you do have some high usage players with RJ, um, and you've also got IQ as well. But I think he'll fit in nicely. We've seen him play uh, just the complementary style when he was at Denver as well. So I think it's going to be a nice fit all round. Yeah, Maddie, agree, disagree? Uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm kind of like just holding my thoughts on Bruce Brown because I'm not going to lie, I've been a little bit un, like underwhelmed by him this season. You know, getting the bag to go to Toronto, like to go to Indiana in the first place, I did think there was going to be much more from him. He's been in and out of the lineup, minutes up and down. He's come back from that injury though, and he's put together some really consistent. He missed a couple of games in the middle there, but like you said, DMAC, with you know him needing to take some more of the burden on for Halliburton, he actually has played just a lot better. I just think it's a win for Toronto as an organization. Like, let's see what Masai Ujiri has turned in Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi into. Like you just look at the first round picks that he's got and players were playing well and the Raptors are playing together and it's huge. So I'm kind of wait and see there. I think the biggest losers though, Kingy, I think the biggest losers here would probably be like the whole power forward by committee over in Indiana, to be fair. I think that's the biggest losers. I'm talking Jalen Smith, my the guy who I had hopes for, Obi Top, and I even think like Isaiah Jackson, he takes a hit. And I think Miles Turner could get a slight ding. But if this prompts him to be more interior and have his shot blocking go up, because it has been a bit down recently, then I think it's good for Turner. But, mate, that's, I think there's more losers in, in the paces than there is happening in Toronto right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think that there's a – all season it's sort of been just a mishmash of who yep. are we going to roll out in the power forward spot. I think Aaron Neesmith probably starts now uh, long-term. He had been starting anyway, but yep. they need him there for – for defense now because they don't have a lot of defense. Um, so I think he he probably just solidifies as a 12-team back-end kind of guy. But, yeah, you Jalen Smith, uh, Obi Toppin, um, Isaiah um, Jackson. Jackson, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they they sort of just fall off the radar. Um, I think I said to, to the guys this morning on the show that I was actually hoping Isaiah Jackson would go back as part of the trade. Because if he went into Toronto now, there's no Yucca Pirtle. He could have played 30 minutes out of the gate and, and put so up. He would have been huge. Top yeah, 50 value yeah. for a week or two. So people have jumped on Chris Boucher today as well. Chris Boucher yeah. with the wake of batter, they've jumped on uh, on the on the Boosh rag uh, quite quickly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be doing that. Um, no, people are welcome to do it if they want. Uh, I wouldn't be 
myself. Um, the next little bit of news, and this is one that I'm particularly happy about, um, Markel Fultz. So he was out for, oh, I want to say, 30 games with his knee tendonitis thing that was going on. Came back uh, three, three, four games ago. I think it's four. Um, the first two were, were pretty rough. Uh, he played like 13 and 11 minutes off the bench, did nothing, uh, was probably dropped in a few leagues, being stubborn and being so high on him coming into the season, I held him everywhere. You would have. Um, <laughs> you would have. And, and he's been okay the last uh, couple of games. I'm going to bring up his uh, his box scores here, but still 10, coming four. off the bench. Today you got 10, four, uh, 10 points, four rebounds, one assist, three seals, four turnovers, uh, 30 minutes played, five from eight for 600 shooting, 23 minutes the game prior, six, five, and seven, no turnovers. And the one before that, like you said, he was just ramping up like 15 minutes, yeah. 17, and 15, 13, and 17. But the last two are probably the the more more consistent sample size. Well, it's also the same amount of shots in each game that he's been out there for, for 23 or 30 minutes. But the assist of, yeah, today only one assist, but seven last game. Yeah, Matty, I think that, the most important stat there was the 30 minutes today. I think that's oh, ramped yeah, up huge. in the previous 30 here. I think um, Marco Fultz may not be fully back, but I think he is an ad, Kingy. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, he's. Um, they're obviously going to be a little bit cautious with him. and, and I, So I don't know whether he starts sort of soon. I think he will start at some point as long as he stays healthy and, and keeps trending up. Um I think he will move back into that starting role because they've been closing with him. The last couple of games they've closed yeah. with him. Um, if you rostered him, if you drafted him or you, you're adding him, you're not adding him for points. You're adding him for assists and steals. Um, yep. He's not going to hit threes. Uh, he's not really getting to the free throw line. I'm still a little bit cautious on his free throws because we saw in that first game when he came back, that little hitch was back in his shot. And so I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that, but um, yeah, look, he's he's trending in the right direction, and and so I would be I would be just adding him if you've got a roster spot, you need some guard stats. I, I think the the trajectory is pointing in the right direction. Here. Also, can yeah. you keep in mind that trade deadline's fast approaching? So who knows what could happen with the Magic? You've got Cole Anthony; he's also coming off the bench. Um, you've got Anthony Black. You know, the guard position is pretty stacked there. So I think there could be a move there and it could open things up for Fultz. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Um, another another guy who's on the other end of the, the injury uh, tail here, I suppose, Vitsa Zubat. So he was out questionable with a calf, with calf tightness, upgraded or downgraded, however you want to look at it, to calf strain. Now he's out for four weeks at least. So... Um, Obviously, they did some sort of a scan there and they picked up that the injury was more serious than they thought. Uh, yesterday, we got a, a decent look at what the, the Clippers are going to look like without him there. Um, had a lot of questions. Are we adding Daniel Tice? Uh, are we adding Mason Plumley? And I, I think consensus was sort of probably Tice, just what we'd seen in the, in the games before that. They were leaning on Tice a little bit more. They came out and said that Plumley was being eased back in. He wasn't ready to play starters minutes yet. And then he came out and played 28 minutes. 28, yeah. It was clearly the better option. <laughs> um, and so, and then I think we were talking again about this on the show this morning, and I think the the roster rate for Plumley went up significantly overnight, no surprise. Um, yep. What do you guys think here? Like, is Plumley an ad in 12-team leagues, or is this a little bit matchup dependent? Um, is there going to be a world where they go a little bit smaller and Westbrook gets some minutes? Like, what are we doing here? Well, I think if you're looking at if you're looking at having Zubac straight away, you're looking at what his stats and he profiles for you straight away. Like, obviously, Plumlee is not as good as a free throw shooter as Zubac, but what you're looking for there is obviously someone to replace your field goal percentage, your rebounds, your blocks, and that's pretty much what you're going to be looking to buoy anyway. I'd probably say that we'd all agree that if we dropping a guy who we got Zubac in the first place. That's what we were getting him for. Like, we're not going after, like, a 20-point game. We're looking for rebounds, looking for good field goal percentage and some block shots on the back end of that. So I think that's where you can tactically maneuver into a Zubac. But there's other guys come back. Like, Wendell Carter Jr. has also been another little bit of a sneaky ad in this whole center by committee and all the Orlando magic right now. Like, he's starting to get some more minutes. So he's starting to show with some more points and some more. He did, like, 17 points in 18 minutes today. 
it's like a it's like a bloody BBL big bash 20 overs how many points can you get in as little minutes you want you know what I mean so I think there is other ads out there I think you know we need to keep our eye on the waiver wire and see who it is but I don't know if you're looking for that there's not a lot of centers that are going to give you that many minutes a game especially with Pirtle being out so people there's going to be these guys being dropped so I think the, the lesson we can get from this is that if these guys are being dropped and you're in a really good position come week what's 12 13 now Come week 16, if they're dropped, you could probably take a bit of an L for a week if you're enough in front and actually pick up a guy like Zubach for your run to the playoffs. Yep. Dan, thoughts? Um, uh, I probably would leave Plumlee uh, on the waiver wire. He's not for me, unless you are in a punt free throw type of build in a category yeah. league. Um, otherwise, he's not going to give you those blocks. For a big man, he just doesn't yeah. provide a high amount of blocks. I think he did get three in the last game, which is... He did. That's like a week's worth of blocks for Mason. Yeah. Yeah. Very atypical. So, and again, we don't know what's going to happen with Daniel Tice. They could switch it up again. Daniel Tice being in the starters um, would actually help Russell Westbrook, as we know. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. I I just, I'm not sold on Mason Plumlee. So I would leave him for someone else. There's other options out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I think that's fair. Um, yeah, Plumlee is obviously he's doesn't get you those blocks, gets you the rebounds, sneaky in assists. He can get you three to four assists from the center position, and and he'll he'll actually probably get you closer to a steal a game than a block a game. So um, interesting skill set. Free throws are yeah pretty wild, hit or miss. Um, he's one handed now, so some games he'll go five of six, and then he'll go one of six. So very up and down. Um, and we just got. I think there was word came out after the games tonight that um, Mark Williams is likely not to return anytime soon. So I don't think Nick Richards is available uh, anywhere. He shouldn't be. But if he is, um, I don't know. The the language here around this back injury for Mark Williams is not good. It's not good. Um, So I'd be – I picked up – Nick Richards in a league, and I'm I'm just holding him and and haven't really considered dropping him at any point. So it's classic Hornets um, reporting for you, but I actually um, pulled off a trade. I <laughs> traded away Mark Williams in a keeper league. It's probably Ooh. something I I regretted because it is a keeper, but um, I can't keep them all. Um, but I'm no. sort of happy with it. Yeah, and I've I've obviously got a I've got a chat on the back of this. I'm pretty sure Brano might be watching from Insight Fantasy Sports because the second that I mentioned Wendell Carter Jr.'s name, he just he just picked him up in one league on my phone that I've just had noticed. So <laughs> there you go. So shout, shout out. out to mentioning Wendell Carter Jr. People just rush into their phones the second we drop a name, being like, "Is he available?" He probably is in quite a few leagues. He he would be, and he's um, he has had a couple of good games in a row. Minutes aren't aren't there yet, but his his production has looked better so it has yeah and he's splitting um, the minutes with goga and they're both yep. probably viable at the moment viable 100 yeah 100 percent uh now this next question is not fantasy basketball related and i did oh. not tell you i was putting it in oh, oh no it's it not a hard one by any means how much do you love vegemite because oh. i i'm on if there's a spectrum of how much we love vegemite and there's those people that are just nuts and have it on everything and those that despise it, I'm much closer to the have it on everything end of the spectrum. <laughs> Is it a thing for you guys? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you have it on anything weird? I just thought having three Aussies on the show, let's spend 30 seconds talking about Vegemite. Um, Vegemite. <laughs> Matty, is it, is it a, a spread of choice in your household? Um, it puts a rose in every cheek, Kingy. It puts a oh, rose yes. in every cheek. I remember the old jingle from when I was a kid. Uh, look, I like Vegemite. I'm in the education sector, so I go away on a lot of camps, and it's my it's my it's my spread by default when I'm away. At home, I'm 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 a pe- I'm a crunchy peanut butter guy though, man. I'm a, I'm a crunchy peanut butter guy, but I do love my Vegemite. I do love my Vegemite. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give it a firm seven out of ten for love from me. Okay, all right, uh, Dan, where are you? Uh, I'm not as crazy. I'm a fan, and I grew up, and it's a weird one. I grew up in a mixed family of. You know, Asian mother, Aussie dad, but okay. Vegemite was still a favourite. My kids love it, but we aren't that obsessed that we're going to have it in every meal. Um, maybe we'll put it in a muffin, usually on the toast, and I'm not going oh, yeah. spoon, I'm not going spoon wise, but I'll do that with Nutella. So give me Nutella yeah. as my spread of choice. Can we, can we yeah, just go though with that though? Can we just go toast or muffin? If you toast or muffin in a heartbeat, which one do you gun to your head? Which one do you take, toast or muffin? I'm going toast. Ooh, hot buttery toast. 
I could do a whole podcast on it. Um, I'll, I'll go toast. Uh, but, yeah, look, as I said, it's I'm on that end of, of Vegemite and everything, and I have it with some weird things, like I have it with baked beans, I have it with tomato, I have it with salami. Um, yeah, oh, here's my Asian fusion. I've had it with noodles as well. How noodles. I've heard that's a thing. It, it replaces, yeah. like, the saltiness in, like, the noodles in, like, the wok, right? It, that's right. a thing. Give it a yeah. crack. And if you, it, it's, it's, it annoys me when they have, um, like you see, say, like uh, someone like a um, Hugh Jackman will take it on at one of those talk shows in America. Oh, yeah. With, and I'll oh, hear taste Vegemite and they taste it with a spoon. We don't eat it with a you spoon. You don't do it like that. <laughs> it doesn't like no, that. It's, yeah. a, spread. It it's, a, it's a, a spread. Yeah. Yeah. It's the wrong way it's to a... eat it. So uh, anyway, there you go. I like the question. Thanks, good question. <laughs> good good, good plot twist. Oh, geez, um, it's me. <laughs> it is you. Um, I'm just going to jump quickly. So we've actually got a couple of questions. Let's bring up some questions. Oh, bring up, uh, bring up the quick. Yeah, we go. Um, should I drop Mark Williams in my 14-team ESPN points league? Yeah. Uh, is, it IR, yeah. is it an IR spot that he's Yeah. Austin, is it an IR spot that he's Because surely I, you're not holding him still. Like if, he's, if yeah, you don't have an IR, an IR spot. Sure. Um, Surely not holding it. I I would because even in a points league, I don't think he's. I mean, I don't have the rankings up in front of me, but I wouldn't think he's elite in a points league because he really he's really only getting you rebounds and and one one and a half blocks, twelve points. I wouldn't think he'd have enough value in a points league to be holding, other than if you've got uh, okay. So no IR, he's just put in there. So yeah, I'd drop him. I'll get him. Get rid of him, Austin. D Mac, what do you reckon? I'll get rid of him just because we're uncertain about um, the future, but he's still 77th, ranked 77th in points leagues, which is pretty crazy. Mm. Uh, you think yeah, he's okay. a big man, but yeah, you just, we don't know what's going to happen. So yeah, drop him. Um, it's, it's likely that the Hornets all of a sudden one day, he's just playing the next game after not knowing when he's going to play. Cause they literally just reported the other day saying he's ramp, he'll be back soon. Mm. And yeah, then to go to like, actually he might not, not be back at all. We're likely just to have him pop up on a starting five radar in the next two weeks more than we are than anything else from, from Charlotte. Yeah. It's classic Hornets, though. That, that's what they classic do. Classic um, They're very good at it. Um, who's the better option in a in a Roto League, Dan? I'll, I'll go to you for this one. Tillman or Wendell Carter Jr.? Yeah. I think Tillman's got the role at the moment. There's no real backup center to, to him. Wendell Carter Jr., there's a lot of trade talk, a lot of rumors around him. Mm. He's sharing the minutes. He does look good. But even when he's had a lot more minutes and he's had that solidified role for the Magic or even the Bulls before that, he's just sort of been mid. He's been a top 100 guy and just looks like he should have a great fantasy stat set, but it hasn't really translated across to being a top 50 guy consistently. Um, it's a tough one. Uh, Tillman will kill you on the free throws and we look to have that. And I hope he doesn't kill me tomorrow because I've got him everywhere. Um, I'm going to go Tillman for now, uh, but just keep an eye out for Wendell Carter Jr. As Maddie was saying before. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I go Tillman uh, in a roto league. I just think he helps you across the board a little bit more. Uh, Wendell yeah. is probably more of your points and rebounds. That's it. Whereas Tillman will get you some assists. He'll get. What did he have a six steal game like two games ago? Um, yeah. So he can get you some steals, blocks, rebounds. As you said, the free throws uh, not particularly high volume, but but can hurt you there. So um, yeah, I think I'd go Tillman, um, and just with his role as well. And Tillman's uh, been the 68th uh, ranked player in NICATs in the past week, and we can really relook really at the last sample size for them as well. Yeah. Uh, so he's, you know, obviously he's, as you said, DMAC, he's got the role there right now. So when someone has a role, there's the opportunity, and that's an opportunity for more minutes, more statistical profile, and the Grizzlies aren't going anywhere. So he's going to get his share more so than Wendell Carter Jr. in the Black Committee or, like you said, in impossible trades. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Now, Another couple of questions, but we'll, we'll just jump through our, our trades first and then come back to the questions at the end if we can. So this this is the – so for anyone that hasn't watched, we just – we've looked at the player ranks for the last three weeks. We've come up with a hypothetical fantasy trade. Who would you rather? Uh, this was yours, Maddie, I believe, because you wanted a battle yep. of the Jalens. I wanted a battle of the Jalens. So in the show last week, I called it out earlier. I said, look, if this hot streak that they were both on – continues i i just i want to see another week of it so i see where they finish up because what we use is in the show as well king you we should tell everyone we use the basketball monster uh player like just this player averages and projections for the past 
season week, two weeks, and we look at the last three weeks. So we, we pull from the last three weeks and say, would we trade based on the last three weeks of performance? So I said, give it another week to see where it plateaus. Because if you do it in a one-week sample size, it just can look a little bit skewed. But still another week on, they've moved closer together. Jalen Johnson is the 32nd-ranked player. J-Dub is the 35th-ranked player. <laughs> so now it's really become a much more interesting debate. Now, over the past three, in the past month, JJ uh, is the 38th ranked player, whereas J Dub is the 24th ranked player. In the last two weeks, J Dub is the 29th and JJ is the, the 55th. But for the season, even with the injury period included for JJ, he is the 36th ranked player and 49th overall. In the past three weeks, Jalen Johnson is averaging 16.4 points, 9.9 rebounds, so almost a double-double a game. Still four assists, 1.6 steals, including a monster, like was it five or six steals two games ago? I know because Breno, who I mentioned before, he was sitting on our waiver wire in a league when he was injured. And I was like, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to go and it's going to do it when I stop driving. I'm going to pick up Jalen Johnson. By the time I got there, I went to do it. He had got him and now I'm playing him this week. And that sucks to be his opponent. He's getting 1.6 steals a week, 0.6 blocks, 1.33s. His field goal percentage is 534, and his field goal percentage is just over 800, 805. Jalen Williams, and this is weird. It's He's getting more points, 19.3. Rebounds, basically five, 4.9. Assists, he was an incredible playmaker for a couple of games there. Like those tri near triple-double games were insane by him. Six, uh, six assists, so two more than J-Dub. Less steals, so 1.6 versus 1.5. They're both at 0 0.6 blocks. He's getting 1.5 steals. And J-Dub's getting double, like 1.3. That's probably going to change again after the next games from them. He's hitting 600 from the floor and 710 from the free throw line. Jalen Williams was a was a horse that I rode last year all through his ups and downs. I had him ranked as the 55th bank player in my own personal projections to begin the season. I picked up JJ on a waiver wire when he was dropped and just... Bloody hell. In a team where you've lost Ja Morant for the season, it's nice to know that you've got a JJ that's just helped pick up some of the slack that you lose when a guy like that goes down for the season. So my question is, boys, who are you taking? And I'm talking, well, you can even list this as a dynasty question. So this, I think, impacts, well, I think is one of the first real questions we can look at, not only in a category league now or a roto league now or a you know, points league now, but in a dynasty league, which one of these two guys are you taking? And I even heard talk last week that Jalen Johnson could be a top 30 player or a top 30 pick next year. So, yeah, tell me, boys, who, do you, who are you taking in this one? Who wins this trade? Because well, it's, it's tough. I'll let you go, Dan. You can go first. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know who I'm taking. So, I have Ooh. a man crush on JJ. So, I'm going JJ. <laughs> okay. He gives you the across-the-board stats, and it's, it's just something to be – amazed by he's um he's just he hasn't come out of nowhere and i've i've had him i've been riding him since preseason. we knew that with john collins out of the team yeah he would get a significantly increased role we've seen that it's come to fruition it took a while for him to come into the starters lineup but it's looked nice and it's been he hasn't turned back since i just think that um jalen williams there's a lot of mouths to feed and yes he's still thriving alongside of sga alongside of chet um to a lesser degree with Giddy and Dort as well. But there's also those rumors around, look, OKC, they've got the, the stash, they've got the hall of draft picks. Are they going to bring in another star just to really um, solidify their standing as a contender this season and beyond? I don't know where the Hawks are going to go with trade deadline coming up. Uh, supposedly everyone's on the trading block except for a couple of guys. Um I just think he's got a clearer runway and he's one of the guys that are safe. He's not on that um, the trading block. So I'm going to go JJ just because I think he, there's less mouths to feed. Uh, and Jalen Williams, it's not a bad loss of a trade if you were to go on that side. But yeah, JJ for me, man crush as well. <laughs> uh, yep, I'm Jalen Johnson. Uh, oh, wow. Two for it's, wow. It's close. Like, it, it is a very close. close trade. Dynasty, I think it's just as close. Um, like, I, I think whether you look at rest of this season or next five years, whatever, I think it's very close. Reason I would go Jalen Johnson is I just think if you read out the stats before, I just think Jalen Williams' efficiency at the moment is not sustainable. He's he's over 60% mm -hmm. for the last three yeah. weeks, and he's not an over 60% shooter, whereas... 
Uh, Jalen Johnson is at 53%, and I think that is sustainable. Um, and as Dan said there, I I just think if DeJounte is traded, which it sounds like he might be traded at some point, yep. we've seen some assists upside in the last few weeks from Jalen Johnson. So he keeps adding little bits to his game. Um, Jalen Williams has that, obviously, because we saw it last year. He had um, some double-digit assists game. So we know that, that there, that's there for him. Jalen Johnson, I feel like we're still uncovering who he is as a player. The Hawks moved off John Collins with no concerns at all because they had Jalen Johnson. Uh, he, I remember coming into the season, we were a bit, we were sort of, we were all pretty high on Jalen Johnson and we thought he's going to, is he going to break out? They announced that he'd be coming off the bench and we sort of just stepped back a little bit and went, mm, okay, do they view him the, the same way we, we view him? It took one game <laughs> and they moved him into the starting lineup. So yeah. um, for me, it's Jalen Johnson, but it's not a trade. I don't think where if if you were trading him away to get Jalen Williams, I don't think you're going to regret it. Like I think they're yeah. going to be close enough that it, it's it's a wash. But personally, I would just go Jalen Williams, uh, Jalen Johnson, because of the um, as as Dan said, just that path to minutes and and what his role looks like, whereas the Thunder could look to add someone because they're pretty close to contending for a title. They're very close to contending. They're, they're just yeah. – every time I watch them, like they're one of my favourite league class past teams to watch. Like they're insane. Uh, and this is the thing with Jalen Williams, and this is what's put me on the borderline even suggesting it. And you said it, Kingy, like I don't think this 600, plus 600 is sustainable. I didn't think it, I didn't think so last week, so I want to see where it plateaus. So he's been 620 for the past week. The last two weeks he's been 629. For the past month, the guy's been at 626. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. maybe it bumps down to like 590, 580, 560 at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I should have a vote, but I think I think the majority wins there because my first love was J-Dub, but I've just been a big fan of JJ and I loved his thing. So I think uh, J, JJ gets the win there, but I'm abdicating my vote because I can't vote on someone who I... Who won me a title? I can't vote on someone who won me a title, but I was just curious about the conversation. Uh, I don't yeah, want, I'm going to take. I'm going to take JJ too. I'm going to take JJ. Too. I can't. Okay, so clean switch. Going to go back to that as as well, Maddie. And I don't. I haven't looked at the numbers, but it feels like Chet has taken a step back in the last three weeks as well. So yep. J-Dub has stepped up and Chet's um, yep. sort of not removed himself, but he hasn't been as prolific as earlier in yep. the season. I don't know if there's correlation there, but maybe that's yep. something to be mindful of as well. I'm just yeah. always a fan of some guy who can get me across, like, like you said, across the board. But those assists, I love the passing game. I just love his vision on the court. So I don't think anyone's losing this trade. I, I think it's one of those trades. It's like a, let's call it the classic Kings and Pacers trade. Everyone's a winner. If you're in your league and someone sends you that, you're like everyone wins. Everyone's happy. This one's interesting though. And well, it is. And, and I do wonder if, um, so word or news came out earlier today, depending where you're watching, uh, that Josh Giddy has been cleared. There, there's no case here, nothing, no punishment, no charges, nothing, which I think we sort of figured would be the case. Um, so I do wonder, I mean, it's got to have had some sort of an impact mentally on him over the last I month. think he's known. I think he's um, known that the, this was coming out as an announcement. I think his lawyers and people have some early word the last week because let's be honest, Josh Giddy has seemed a little bit more perky on the basketball court more recently than he has for a majority of the season, like just the body language of the bloke. Like the last couple of games were a little bit down, but there was a couple of really bright shining games in the last week, just a bit more confidence in himself. And I just think this was coming. I just, I think he's going to have a resurgence more than he has earlier in the season. Yeah. Like coming up. That could also impact that J dub. That, that's sort of where I was going with that is that if he yeah. lifts his game and he starts getting a bit more engaged, maybe those assist numbers start to drop a little bit for J dub, but, um, it's all speculation at this point. Uh, On a side yeah, note for Giddy as well, I was just yep. going to say, side note, it's good for the boomers. I know it's non-NBA, oh, yeah. but for the Christ boomers the coming boomers. into Olympic year, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. He's going to pretty much be the spearhead. Paddy Mills is aging, but still wonderful. But yeah, Giddy, we saw him at the World Cup. He's the spearhead for the boomers now. So great news. Hey, no, hey, hey, don't you be disparaging Duop Reith. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> it's going to be a solid starting five. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, uh, two two guys that sort of play different roles, I suppose, in terms of where they are on the court, where they are in the lineup. Uh, this was this was yours, Dan. So I'll, I'll let you um, introduce the the two players, and 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 then we'll. Uh, We'll take some time to think about who we would go with because it's a tough yeah, one. I probably I probably won't go through every stat like Maddie just because they are quite different in their stat set. But both mm. of them first rounders, and they've been first rounders in the last three weeks, but also throughout the entire season. When you look at their ADP coming to the season, you knew that uh, KD was taken at about eleven or twelve at the back end of the first round, whereas um, Donovan was taken probably more early to mid second round, and he's really. Um, ascended this season, which has been awesome. But some of that, some of that, possibly due to Darius Garland being out of the out of the team for some time as well. He's due back soon, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. So perhaps some of Donovan's uh, assist rate will come down as well. But still, he's solidifying himself as a first rounder. We know that um, he's been on an absolute tear in the last week. This is Donovan I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. Paris was a huge game for him, and he's continued that last night as well. So. Um, I won't go through the numbers, as I said. We know what we get with KD, just efficiency galore. But I will mention that Bradley Bill coming back, he's looked not off, but some mm. of the usage has been taken away from KD as well. So take that into account. Perhaps Bill is just a, a walking injury as well. So I don't know where you guys stand on this, but um, I have a clear sense in my mind which way I would go, but I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Matty, you want to go first, mate? Oh, uh, me? Okay. All right. Oh, no, I'll you go, go. You go, I'll mate. Go. You go. Because, yeah, yeah. I still don't really know. Um, it's Look, it's interesting. So I was just pulling up some numbers and stuff just to, to give myself a bit more of an idea. Despite the fact that they play very different roles on the court, their numbers aren't sort of egregiously different. Their, their no. points are similar. Their rebounds, their assists are, are sort of in the same ballpark. So to me, it would come down a little bit to statistical need here. So are you looking for your guard stats like steals and threes or are you looking for some more blocks and field goal percentage? That might be the the sort of the swing vote here. Um, I would probably go Donovan Mitchell just. Um, durability is another thing that you sort of factor in here. Kevin Durant's a little bit older. He was good yesterday. I mean, the Suns had that oh, wild huge. comeback um, against the Sacramento Kings. But if you're actually watching that game, up until the last quarter, Durant was pretty quiet. He wasn't mm-hmm. – his Absolutely. numbers at halftime weren't great. Um, Beal has had an impact on him. So this is – assuming Beal stays healthy here, I would probably go Mitchell, although in saying that, Darius Garland is very close to coming back which will impact uh, Donovan Mitchell. Um, so it is a tough one, but I- I'm going to go Mitchell just. Matty. When, when Kingy said who we were discussing, um, I did say that the couple of the players tonight I've, I've got, I'm personally tenured to, and I always come back to the biggest question that Kingy, I know that you asked in the preseason. When you're drafting in the second round, who is the pick that you take in the second round that you think could retain your first round value? Because that's such that's a big swing, and I'm looking. I went back to it, and I've taken Donovan Mitchell everywhere. I took I just took him in the second round wherever I could get my hands on the bloke because I just love his upside. And uh, in my personal friends and family league, I took him 19th uh, in seventh pick in the second round. Um, he has been everything I hope for and more. He's a lot of fun to watch. The the moment's never too big for him, and I know this sounds like I'm, like, I'm, I'm pretty much swallowing the lead straight away. I'm picking Donovan Mitchell only because of the durability factor and just because there's been so much haphazardness with Kevin Durant over time that I don't want that, especially if I'm trading now in week 13 of fantasy with the stretch to the finals. And if he starts to rest some games and the Suns are looking good with Beal in the lineup and Booker in the lineup, he's more likely to have rest days. The thing that I could maybe see having an impact when it returns is his Donovan Mitchell's percentages get better because he doesn't. He probably gets some more threes that are open looks if Darius is cutting and cutting off the ball a little bit more instead of having to be so like heliocentric. But he's also been really good with Jared Allen as well. So the way that he runs the pick and roll and the work with Jared Allen has been incredible. So look, I'm just taking Don and I, and I love Kevin Durant. I think he is the most elite scorer we've ever had in the league, man. But I'm going to take the Don because I took him in my leagues when I drafted him and I'm riding and dying with my guy this season, hundred percent. 
I like it. Is Don is good. Now, bear it's in mind, good. Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley to come back as well to that Cavs lineup Huge, later yeah. in the season. So that, you know, he's a, uh, a nice assist guy for uh, a power forward as well. So keep that in 100%. mind. But yeah, I, I love it. I love your takes. Right. You got to take one. You got to make a, cho- yeah, make a choice. Make a choice. Make a choice. I had to. Uh, look, I'm in the same situation. I have KD, and I was look, watching that game yesterday going, geez, he is disappointing. He's meant to be my premier first rounder. Oh, God, yep. I wish I had Donovan Mitchell right now. But, yeah, that fourth, <laughs> that fourth quarter Shoot. made up for it. Um, yeah, I'm in a similar situation. I'm trying to trade for Donovan Mitchell with my KD. So not quite getting there at this stage. But, yeah, I'd go Donovan. Uh, so I've gone with two two point guards, two guys that I have uh, shares in this season in, in more than one league. Fred Van Fleet, the mellow ball. Uh, Van Fleet's been pretty healthy this season. I, he's probably missed a game or two. I don't know off the top of my head, but but he's been he's been in there most nights. Lamelo has not. Uh, he's sort of repeated <laughs> what he did last season. Production has been good when he's healthy, but just those ankles they they seem to be. Letting him down again. Um, yeah, look, a fairly close one. I think for, for me it's clear cut, but I'm going to go and, and see what you guys think. So I'll, I'll start with uh, Dan on this one. Uh, any clear preference for you? Yeah, per game it's Lamelo, but yeah, those ankles, uh, you, you don't trust it. You don't trust Hornets. You just don't trust that organisation. They're having a losing season. It's not going anywhere this season. Um you want to play it safe sometimes, but you also want to shoot for the fences on occasion. So it may actually depend on how your team's looking in terms of health. Mm. Um, yeah. But if all was even, uh, everyone was healthy, I'd probably shoot for the fences and go Lamelo. Just that upside is there. He's a first rounder if you um, exclude turnovers, which I tend to do as well. I don't completely ignore, but I definitely um, disregard to a certain degree. Just that upside and he is a first rounder, ADP said. So I think he's performing at that level at the moment as well. Um, perhaps he gets even better if or when Mark Williams does return. Van Vliet, you know, he's going to play more just with the Rockets doing so well this season. But in previous seasons, he's been an injury waiting to happen as well. He's mm. rarely had a, a full complement of games throughout the season. He's looked much better and looked healthier in the last couple, which has been good. And I think the Rockets have a lot to play for. But Give me the upside of Lamelo. It is risky, and um, you know it could shoot you in the foot. But yeah, I'm going the upside play. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm tired. I've I took Fred Van Vliet in a couple of leagues. Again, I look where I took him and what he's returning me, and I took him in one league with the 43rd pick overall in a 12 team league. Cool. And it, like I picked him up, then I was like, do I? He was the seventh pick, and I'm like, he's not going to make it back after this turn to me. There's no way. Like, he's still sitting there now. And this is a guy who – I remember last season in Toronto, people were taking him at the end, like, the beginning of the second round, in the second round quite easily. So, when you see him drop outside that value, I picked him up there. And you, you, you always love the notifications on Yahoo when you see, oh, Fred Van Fleet has, has, has 12 assists. And you, and you girls going to be like, who's this Fred who's texting you? It's like <laughs> you, you, just see, you just see that with him so much. Look, Lamelo has been, in his three games back, has been nothing short of impressive, though. And look, yeah, you punt the turnovers, but Fred does them too. The field goal efficiency is never going to be there for Lamelo. The threes are there. The shot looks clean, actually. He sh- the shot looks just a bit more refined. I don't know, in these three games back, it's like he just did a lot of work in his downtime. I think Lamelo was obviously is, is, is the big upside here. But can I just say, what Fred Van Fleet always gets me is his sexy, sexy peripheral stats. His steals, but his blocks. But Lamella all of a sudden is getting two, three, and five steals a game out of nowhere. Like, oh, you're, like, you, you figured out that you're really big and you can play defense? Well done, Lamella. Like, it's just taken a couple of years for you to think about it. So I'm probably going to take Lamella in a pinch, but I am intrinsically tied to Fred Van Vliet. But Lamelo's upside is still even better than what we've seen, and a fully healthy, fully engaged Lamelo ball could do a lot better than this, and probably a lot better than Fred Van Vliet. One's an all-star, one's not. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. For me, it's Lamelo. Um, it, as I said, I have both, um, but to me, Lamelo's a first rounder. Um, I'm going to die on this hill, I think, because yep. the, the injuries keep mounting up, but. <laughs> 
his ability to come back in and just hit the ground running is like I can't think of another player that that can do it like him. Like his first no. game back after what did he have Stupid. off? Stupid. Like six weeks off, he yeah. had twenty eight, three, five, five steals, three threes. Mm. As you said, field goal percentage. Who cares? Like he, he's they're just going to let him shoot um, everything. So, everything. Yeah. Take I, all of the shots. 24 shots two games ago. 24 shots. Yeah. I just go upside here. Um, yeah. Van Fleet has been really solid this year. He's sort of a fringe second rounder, I think. So I think if you're, if you, as Dan said, it, it probably depends on sort of where you are in the standings, what, you, yeah. what your build is like, because Van Fleet is safer. But if you can afford, if you've got a, a first rounder, like if you've got a Shea or someone that's, just or a Jokic, someone that's just providing consistent top five, top eight value every night. Your second rounder was a sort of a hit. You've I don't I don't know who you would have picked. Maybe you've got Donovan Mitchell as your second round guy. I would go Lamelo just because you can afford to take that risk. Um, can I? And I can would. I just ask? Are you both curious on that? Because you did hit something which was really interesting. The both of them have been like blowout. Like actually, not all 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 of these have been blowout games since they got back. But Lamelo's still played in his game back. He played twenty six, and in the blowout, they were down by thirty points. He played thirty minutes, and he still played thirty minutes in the blowout to New Orleans as well. Mm. I think they're just going to showcase him as this is our guy. Like this is this here's Lamelo Ball. He's been away a long time. Would you like to watch him play basketball yeah. for their season ticket holders at this point? Because if they're getting blown out and he's come back from his injury that much, you can play the guy 25, 26 minutes, but thirty one minutes. It's yeah. a surprise. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. They need something to look forward to, I guess. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you look at his numbers before the injury, um, other than the game where he got injured, he'd scored 30 points in, what, like eight of 10 games or something. Um, yep. He'd had a, a heap of assists, a heap of rebounds, a heap of threes, um, steals, but he was getting one to two steals a game. So, yeah, for me, I, I just... I. Yeah, swing for the fences. I go for Lamelo um, yeah. here. So. Could be a wild theory, but maybe they're keeping him on the floor to showcase his mate Miles Bridges because he's a better player with Lamelo, and Miles Bridges maybe. is now eligible for trade. Yeah, wild theory. Maybe. maybe. Um, all right, so that, that's the trades. So some more good ones. I think they were they're always yeah. pretty close. Whatever we bring to the table. Uh, as I said, there are a couple of questions. I'm just going to throw them in quickly because I know you have to go, Maddie. You've got another show. Uh, take away. I'll, I'll be a few minutes. We can answer some cues. Um, so this was in that league with the, the Wendell Carter Jr. question. So uh, the the oh the, the Mark Williams one. Sorry. So are we holding Mark Williams in a 14 team points league? Yeah. Just traded Maxi and Franz Wagner for Shea and Jalen Green in that league. Uh, what are your thoughts? Shea is. Obviously, the the key piece here. Huge. Um, I'm no points expert. If we had um, if we had Kayla on here, Dan, she she'd know this. She, she would. Sure. She'd know she, off the top she, of her she's head. She's the points yeah. expert. Um, thoughts on Shea's this one? Shea's still a top five in points. Top five yeah. player. Okay. game. Um, and what like Jalen Green is probably the one here that's because points, I think points, his points, 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 so if you looked at this purely at the names, you'd go, well, no, you've given up too much. But in a points league, I think Jalen Green probably still has, I don't know what he is, top. he'd probably still be top top 80. I'll actually bring that up here right now. I have the, I've got the hashtag basketball ones up here, actually, in points leagues. Uh, 104. Points league rankings. 104? Okay. He could be, yeah, I'm not in any points leagues, so... Can bring I'm gonna have to. Can I do by teams? Here we go. I can filter by team for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. 104 in the Yahoo points leagues. There so you go. Not that. Not as high as I thought. Okay. No. Um, Shay would be a top five. I would assume. Shay is um, at number five. Yep. Yep. Maxi is probably a top twenty. Yeah, he is nineteen. Jaylen, great. Great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag France. basketball has him at 104 as well. Jalen. Okay. Yep. France, France would be 54. top fifty. Okay. 54, uh, 54, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's because in a points league, you can really just add your points. You just go, this guy gets this yep. many points, this guy gets this many points. So 
Um, a top 50 and a top 20 for a top 100 and a top five. I don't know. It's probably pretty even, but pretty even. Yeah, yeah pretty even. It is a, yeah. a 14 teamer as well. So you sometimes do look for a little bit more depth in a 14 teamer. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I still like going the better guy. So I'd, I'd take the Shea side. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm fine with either side. So I think if you've traded away Maxi and, and Franz and, uh, to get Shea, then, I mean, getting Shea, is, he's arguably the, the number one fantasy player this oh, season. So 100%. Um, this is not a question, but, yes, it is good to see us doing it live and, and – the koala emoji, very nice. Good on you, Jonas. We, we have is it Jonas, Jonas or Jonas? Jonas. Jonas. <laughs> Jonas. Jonas. Jonas or Jonas out of Lithuania. Busada. Uh, Dante, 14 okay. team, cat hold. I'm assuming this is Dante DiVincenzo. I would say he's a hold. Yes. Uh, would yes. you guys disagree? Agree. Uh, agree. No, he's he's yeah, a hold. Disappointing, um, disappointing game last one, but yeah, he's a hold. Yeah. Uh, I yes. didn't move him. I've got him and I was bummed today and I'm in a tight one. I'm not dropping him after that. He just had a shit soccer. But the thing was this, in 19 minutes he did that. He was crap from the field. He's been getting a lot more. Even his 24 minutes the other night, you know, the free throws suck. I just wish he could hit more free throws right now. Mm. Like that's uh, the big thing. Oh, get a SMK. He's an interesting say. trade. SGA for Jokic. Mm. <laughs> Can you go wrong? <laughs> Is triple doubles a cat? In this one? Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, let's just assume it's standard. Standard nine cat. I oh, I don't have either of these guys in any team, so I can't sort of speak from personal experience. But I'd probably, I don't know. I might go Shay. Yeah, I. Oh, uh, I I don't know, Dan. You were about to give one. What? Well, I think. What do you say? I'm still going Jokic. You can't go wrong with this guy. He's a proven, proven guy. It's yeah. Either way, it's great. But Jokic for me. Yeah, I think I just think I'm there with Jokic. I just, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, mm, yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll say Jokic. I'll say Jokic okay. just because I've I've won a league with him and I can't disparage him. But Shea has been my one of my favorite players to watch this year. Uh, looking for a small forward. What are your thoughts on trading Lamelo for Scotty Barnes or Jason Tatum? Uh, I would, uh, as high as I am on Lamelo. If you're looking for a small forward, I would take both of those guys for Lamelo. I think. Hundred percent. Yeah, probably more Barnes with what he offers you. Was it? I'd, I'd say Barnes with what he offers you outside there. If you're looking to, if you're looking to dump it because you've got those extra like assists or other things like that with Lamelo, and that's why you're okay to burn him in the first place. You could probably roll into Barnes, who's still a playmaker. But I mean, Tatum's a, the guaranteed first round pick all the time there. And, points but with kp healthy does take a slight thing but it could just very well be barnsley's team now as well in toronto so i'd probably go for him first in your league and then tactically move into tatum if not yeah uh yeah i think i would have gone tatum yesterday today i might go barnes with siakam gone i think barnes is just going to get he's going to do a little bit more of everything because bar because barnes um, season uh bruce brown is not he's not touching the ball as much as (laughs) pascal siakam did (laughs) I yep. think uh, I think Barnes gets a bump because of that. Well, uh, follow up to that one in a dynasty, yep. who would you take out of those three? Lamelo, Tatum, Ooh. or Barnes? Uh, Lamelo for me. Um, right. yeah, but again, I'm I'm, I'm up on that Lamelo mountain riding solo, probably. Um, yeah, for me, it's Lamelo. I I don't know what you and guys I think. think. Lamelo's the youngest as well. I would say. Yeah, he he's oh he's definitely the youngest. Oh. Is he the youngest? Or is he actually? Barnes was rookie of the year. Barnes was rookie of the year two years ago. Uh, yeah. Do I have their ages Ooh. here? Yeah. If I was – while you guys think about those with the ages, I'll read out this one from when you're ready. If I was looking to trade mm-hmm. Kuzma, who would who would be a candidate? 14-team, Cat looking for defensive stats and assist. Oh, that's a tough one because it all depends on who the buyer is. So I, I would have to say when you're when you're when you're looking at making trades like that, you need to look at your buyers. And we've had this conversation, King, a couple of times. Points are, are Julia Roberts in the red dress in Pretty Woman. You know they're not your cheap yeah. guttery LA hooker on the corner with the with the with the knee high boots. She's the Pretty Woman. Points is the thing that everyone kind of, kind of goes for. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people really are attracted to high points. So if you're looking for a guy who 
you know is in your league in any of your chats been like hey looking for points and threes and some and some rebounds Kuz is a good candidate then and then you look at their team to see who gives you those stats because really beauty as trade is in the eye of the beholder so it's who's chasing that for you to get those things back and that's what it really comes down to when you because it's such a widespread question because they could be getting steals and blocks are also the two hardest things to predict more than anything else because you know there are guys who get them and they're the league leaders in them and they can be hard gets but they're also you know they're tough because you might stream in a guy like a Lou Dort and they might not get you any of either for a day because you don't know if they're going to steal the ball or block the shot but you know they're going to get points you know Kuz is going to get rebounds so I don't know man look around your league look at who's looking for those kind of cats so you could sell and again people who are keen to buy making a stretch run you'll probably be able to fill it up there more than anything else guys what are your thoughts on that yeah, I'm with you, Matty. Uh, it is hard just to give you certain names, but um, someone who's sort of in the same vicinity in terms of ranking recently, you could be looking at someone like an OG. Defensive stats, he's on the up, he's had the trade. Um, there's some upside there as well. He's still not shooting the ball fantastically, but I think there is room for improvement there. He's not going to give you those assists, but if you're looking just for defensive stats, I think he could be a nice candidate. Um, maybe someone with assists. Yeah. Trey yeah. Jones. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about Trey Jones. I'm just trying to think someone off the top of my head, someone who's on the up. Yeah, look, I, I thought um name that instantly came to mind for me, who isn't valid anymore, but was Marcus Smart. He, he'll get you mm. assists. He'll get yep. you steals. Um, won't score. Yeah, point, as you said, uh, Matty, points are easy to trade away. Uh, people are always looking for these big point scorers. Uh, Kuzma has flashed some assist upside. He's he's done bits and pieces this season. Um, so if you could get any top top seventy player back for him, like an Kuzma, OG, as and, you said, and that's so funny you say that, man. Because in the last three weeks, I just had a look, and Kuz has been the 69th ranked player okay. in the last yeah. three weeks. So funnily enough, there's guys like Dante Divincenzo, OG, is been the uh, 58th ranked player. They're the guys with the two most steals in that area, mm-hmm. Wenya. So they're the in the in the similar ballpark. Um, but you could also take a drop back if you're willing to. Someone like a Tyus Jones, perhaps on the same team, could be a bit of a shout, as well as someone like even a uh oh, no one will give up Miles Turner. No. 120th no of the season, though. That's pretty disappointing. He had a hot start, is. didn't he, Kuzma? He did. He uh, really 120th, did. But we've yep. always known about his limitations in fantasy. We have. Uh, all right. There's one more question. Have you got time, Maddie, or not? Go for it. GG well, Jackson. Uh, probably another pretty popular pickup after um, last night, <laughs> after what he did yesterday. Uh, would you... Uh, so looking at, at him or Buddy Heald, but that's the base basis of this question. Who would you rather have, Gigi Jackson or Buddy Heald? Ooh, I've, I picked up Heald, yes. I'm not going to lie. I picked up Heald for a back-to-back because the Pacers have a back-to-back stream for the next two days, and that's looking really good because I don't think these players play in the trade for the next two days. I don't see them rushing in. They might play the second game of a back-to-back. We'll see, but generally I think they'll roll their lineups out and then wait for the paces to return would be my thoughts. They'll, they'll, they've got to change countries for the love of God. So I love Buddy Heald for the next couple of days. I'm really happy to have him as a stream. I think Gigi Jackson has good long-term value though. So you're getting one game there if you're looking for a quick turnaround. I don't know what your like league settings are, but for the next two days, love Buddy. But I think Gigi has a, a really huge launch pad. And Kingy, in your friends and family league, I put a bid on him that I meant to put a three in front of the two to win it, and I lost it. So I'm a little bit seething about not picking him up there. Uh, Dan, what, what do you think? Like, is, is Gigi, because he was obviously very good yesterday. Um, he got a lot of hype for that performance. Is he someone that's going to be 12-team the rest of the way? Or I don't know. I'm just not I'm not as convinced. Hot ad, hot ad, and he looked tre- tremendous. He was mm. awesome. I think uh, a lot of hype around him. I think he does have a runway. Um, to perform. I don't think he's going to shoot as well as that. And he popped off yeah. with, I think, five threes in that game. I don't yeah. think that's his game, but he does bring uh, defensive stats as well. So something that Buddy Hill doesn't. Perhaps Bruce Brown moving away does help Hill even longer term. Yeah. But with Pascal coming in, that's just going to clog things up as well. So a little bit to play out there. Um, I'm going to play the upside game. I'm going to go GG because I've done that personally in one of my um, money yeah. leagues as well. Um, 
Yeah, but I like Matty's point with Hield, with the the back-to-back. Pascal will sit out um, one of those, well, the first one. Halley probably doesn't come back tomorrow either. He'll probably come back the next game. Uh, Hield for the short term, GG for the long term, as Matty said. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and that I mean, that back-to-back, that helps. Um, like, I don't think, even though GG is going to, he's going to get a path, he's going to be performing, he's going to be doing stuff. Um, I don't, like, would you oh, lose we had a, uh, stream, losing his spot as a streaming spot? I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I think you're okay yeah. if you want to pick up Heald and then someone else picks up GG. I, I don't think that's going to sort of sink your fantasy season as such. Especially when we know it comes silly season in the last month of the season when you can get GG Jackson's every other game. Yeah. Guys yeah, popping exactly. off left, right, and center. And by the yeah. way, B-Dub mentioned one question as well. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. When you B-Dub on Twitter put up, did you, did you get that one there, Kingy? Beat no, up himself, marketing for Bain in a dynasty league. I think it's just about a wash. I'll just hold unless the offer sweetens. Yeah, I love marketing, um, but Bain is. Yeah, I mean, like this is what what a what a what a shame of a season for the Grizzlies. This has been. Yeah, it's yeah. been. But I have a feeling if we think back, like two years or even last year, they were basically injury free the whole year. So, uh, is this just a perfect example of a team that has no injuries going to a team that has all the injuries and karma and the universe and all that sort of stuff balancing out. So, um, yeah, I just popped that up there. Good night from New Zealand. It is late in New Zealand. It would be 11 o'clock probably. I I feel like they're about two hours ahead of us here on the East Coast. I don't know. Could be wrong, but I think that's about right. Good night. Um, Sweet dreams, when you. Sweet dreams, when you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, that I mean, that'll do it. Great show, guys. Thanks for coming on. Before we jump off, I, I do want to just um, acknowledge the passing of, of Golden State Warriors assistant coach uh, Dayan Maloyevich overnight. Uh, that was pretty shocking news. Um, I woke up to the, the postponement of the game, and as soon as we saw that, you sort of figured this is serious. This is not just someone who's been taken ill. Um, so, yeah, the game was obviously postponed, uh, the, the Warriors and Jazz game, and I mean, perhaps they they postpone their next game. It, it, it's sort of it's hard to know. It, it's really hard to know how long uh, the circumstances around this whole thing were were pretty um, full on as well. If the, you haven't heard, it was at a dinner at a team dinner that, that this happened. So it wasn't uh, sort of away from the players. They would have all been there when it happened. So pretty traumatic. So um, yeah, yeah. Thoughts, I guess, go out to the the Warriors and, and his family and the the other coaches and, and that sort of thing. So I just thought I'd pop that in there before we head off yeah, for the night. Good one, Kingy. Sad loss. Yeah. Um, so, Maddie, I'll, you've got to head out. What, what have you got coming up on Inside? I know you've, you've got your uh, your plethora of shows happening at the moment. Jeez, plethora. Yeah, we've got um, I've got the chase down coming up with Matrix from Inside uh, Podcast Network and the Insight Fantasy Sports coming up in about – I'm, I'm eight minutes late for it. Um, so we'll be recording that and that'll be up there in about three hours time live across the globe uh, on YouTube and Spotify. So just check out Insight F Sports on all your things and get the latest one. We've got Alex Reclean jumping on Saturday morning for, we're doing a, we do a live show every Saturday morning called Heat Check. And we basically, I sit down with Skitty, who you know well, Kingy, and we mm-hmm. do basically a weekend chop up of the games to come and how to attack your weekend uh, and have coffee on our belt. We literally do it live on a Saturday morning over coffee and some veggie my toast. So we, we do it and we chat the games and we get the latest updates live before tip off and we give them out live. So make sure you like and subscribe, get the notifications on Twitter for insight. And yeah, mate, that'd be it. What about you, Mac? What do you got coming on the cards, brother? Yeah, Sunday night, filming with Kayla Fonte as well, doing our Between Two Hoops show uh, on our regular. Also, um, due to have another appearance with the Head 3 Head crew as well. So NBA Fantasy Puppy as well. So got to get back in the swing of things on that one. But yeah, give us a follow, NBA Fantasy Bible on Twitter, uh, also on YouTube as well. But thank you guys for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's always Cheers, a fun man. show. Um this, I think this will be our regular thing going forward. Um, we seem to get a bit of engagement there where there were some people watching. Um, so yeah. we'll probably continue to roll this out on a Thursday night. Um, we've got our Saturday. Um, well, actually, we're going to be recording that on a Friday afternoon live now with uh, with Mike Fiddle looking at the weekend, streaming, what are we doing, What are we, who are we picking up? Uh, and then we'll have a Monday show before games tip off, looking at the week ahead 
I'm going to have Alex Reclean on as well as a few other guests. So He's yeah. such a good lad, isn't he, Alex Reclean? He just <laughs> he jumps on, on everything. He's such a good he guy. Does, he does. I, I know Alex pretty well. Um, we've worked together at Rotowire for a number of years. Um, I met him when I was in Vegas a few years ago and when I was in Boston a few months ago, uh, met yeah. up with him again. So, yeah, Alex is a, a great bloke to have on. Always willing Mate, to jump look- on the show. Mate, I'm looking forward to Saturday morning live with him. He just actually was at the Boston Celtics game with uh, Wemby. So I'm, I want to yeah. get his thoughts on seeing Wemby in person on, on Saturday morning. That's going to be yep. huge. Yep, he will He will certainly have an opinion. Um, actually, if you if you jump onto a chat, get in a chat and, and before your show, tell him to wear his Blake Griffin jersey because he, he bought a Blake Griffin <laughs> authentic Celtics jersey for $20 and talked me into buying one as well. So tell him to wear his Blake Griffin jersey. <laughs> I'll message you right now. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, all right, thanks uh, for coming on, boys. That will do it for tonight's show. Remember, uh, all of our content is over at fbibasketball.com. Uh, we're on YouTube, obviously. We're on Twitter now, apparently. Uh, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, thumbs up, subscribe, all of that stuff. That would be great. Until next time, catch up. See you, guys. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.